We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Julia show here on my talk 1071 everything entertainment thank you for joining us and we will finish up our giveaways today we'll give you three chances to win stuff celebrity voice for the maroon five tickets and then we'll take a random caller for the bombshell tickets and tickets to see rob lowe next spring at mystic right all of that is coming up thank you donnie yep. thank yep. you happy friday everybody Oh, yes. The yes. snow was really quite pretty this morning. Stop with your snow. I like it's it, quite Lori. pretty. We're so <laughs> sick of hearing it. Are we going to hear this all when Oh, the snow is so pretty. Mm. It's it been going pretty. on for months and months. <laughs> it was The pretty. snow is so pretty. Yeah. So oh, look at how pretty winter. it is out. It was pretty this morning. Uh, you said right? this two days ago, too, oh, about for it. For God's sake, I'm just Lori, saying, you're crabby. I'm just saying... <laughs> We, it's just like a, you know, an unnecessary compliment to winter, Julia. It really is. Uh, God, at least be more original. Comment on the size of the snowflakes. They were large. They, they were, were really large this morning. That is the comment to they make. They were really big snowflakes. And they were coming down slow. It was. It was. I just think that, you know. All right. Yeah. Never mind. What do you got? Well, we I know. got one clean ear. Yes. And that's it. That's everything exciting. is Everything <laughs> is so loud. Oh, gosh. Joya, it's so embarrassing getting your ears cleaned out. It really is. There's nothing really quite like the shame of having a nurse pull out a big oh, globule God. of really? earwax. Oh, yeah, yeah, really. Come on. Oh, no. Donnie, I mean, feel bad for now, the is nurse. This, is this all due to your small eustachian tubes? Yes. Oh, is that what they're called? Yeah, that's she has a small called eustachian. Canals, small canals, eustachian tubes. Listen, my mom, it's ridiculous. So you just sit there like you just feel like a second grader, just like you're just ashamed of getting. <laughs> she goes, do you, dear, do you ever use Debrox? And I lie and I say yes. Yes. Even though I don't ever use Well, you kind of maybe should, though. <sighs> Well, now you can hear today, so this I can is hear why, really good. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm really gonna be, uh, uh, you know, trying to. I'll have to lower my voice because they think I might be louder because I can never hear myself. You oh, know, there you go. You know, all right. It, that's it, one way of looking at it. Yeah, and my natural earwax wax for the next concert I go to is done, so I'm going to have to use the uh, rock and roll. Earplugs. Yes, you might have to use those. Well, we woke up. We've had a couple people. Lots of oh, people my gosh. They're being born, and yet they're dying. <sighs> we're having both. 
Jeez, Danny Aiello, is that how you say his last name? Aiello. Aiello, we know him from so many movies. Mm -hmm. Johnny Kamarami from Moonstruck shares boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah. Do the right thing. He passed away uh, last night after a short illness. He was 86 years old. Um, he, do we have audio? Do we have audio? Yeah, okay, let's yeah, listen to it. a little uh, recap. Danny Aiello, the Oscar-nominated actor best known for movies including Do the Right Thing, which we saw there, has died. According to TMZ, Aiello died on Thursday night at a medical facility in New Jersey where he was being treated for a sudden illness and suffered an infection related to his treatment. Aiello broke into Hollywood in 1973 with a role in the Robert De Niro baseball film Bang the Drum Slowly. Shortly after, he played Tony Rosado in The Godfather Part Two, where he said the famous line, Michael Corleone says hello. Aiello received an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor for his role in the classic 1989 Spike Lee film, Do the Right Thing. And in the movie, he played the owner of a pizzeria in Brooklyn. He also starred in movies like Moonstruck, Hudson Hawk, and Jacob's Ladder. Aiello also appeared in multiple Broadway plays and television shows. Back in 1990, he told people, quote, You know, I've only been in this business 17 years. For actors, that's no time at all. Everything is happening so damn fast. It's like a beautiful dream that never seems to end. Aiello is survived by his wife, Sandy Cohen, who he married in 1955, and three children. His son, Danny Aiello III, died of cancer in 2010. Danny Aiello was 86 years old. And he he was just going in. He got an injection that became infected. And from that... Yeah. yeah. He he also uh, played... uh, Madonna's dad in the yes. Papa Don't Preach yes, video. Yes, he did. That's... And I can still do it. Mm-hmm. Papa Don't Preach. Oh, Julia's doing the dance. She's jumping back and forth. It's with this pounding Papa going on. Yeah, do well, because the... she puts her hands on her knees and does that. Because I made up my okay. mind. I'm keeping <laughs> my you. baby. In a Huffington Post Ooh. interview, he said, uh, he said, I had no idea who Madonna was. So I said to my daughter, Stacy, hey, they want me to do this music video with this girl named Madonna. And she said, Dad, 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 you have to. Of course. And I went back and I said, as long as my daughter can be on the set taking pictures, Madonna sort of back up and said, uh, you know, I don't do that. My daughter has hated her ever since. <laughs> And I'm a movie actor doing this piece of crap, <laughs> is what go. he said about that. So he was a great character actor, <laughs> and oh, yeah. 86 so is a good long life. But you know, yeah, it's a tough time of the year to pass. Oh my god! So he anywho. just yeah, and then um, you know Rob Liebman died. Ron Liebman, and we know he's another character actor. He died earlier this week, but he was also the lawyer in Norma Ray. Oh. He's the one that stood by Sally Field. Mm-hmm. How do we remember these exact people? Well, from I movies? didn't remember that. I'm like, I said How something did... to Casey, and he goes, "Oh, he was the he was the guy in Norma Ray, right?" And uh, Sally Field got arrested today in Washington. Oh, she's out there with Jane Fonda uh-huh. and the oh, rest of them. Right? Okay, mm-hmm. yep, yep. That's so good she... that they're out there. Anyway, share uh, on Twitter. She shared up broken heart emoji and said, "We laughed so much making Moonstruck." It was one of the happiest times of my life, and he was part of that happy time forever. Johnny Camareri was his character. And people just were shocked. The name of his uh, memoir he did five years ago, I only know who I am when I'm somebody else, my life on the, on the street, on the stage, and in the movies. Because hmm. people are like, you're, yep. you're, yeah, yeah. And you, we yeah. know you, how do we know you? <laughs> yeah. And he was tall, 6'3". He was a oh, big guy was for Hollywood. Tall. Yeah. So he had over 100 uh, 
acting credits to his name. Okay, so I don't know if my tennis team wants me to come back. Uh-oh. Oh, well, no. you did have a 9 o'clock game last night, and I know you were thrilled about, you know... Going to Fridley. The Lifetime in Fridley, though. Wow, they have the nicest tennis courts. I've never been to White Bears Lifetime with yeah. the tennis courts, but they were lit so well. They're really nice. We played two people, Lori, who listened to our show. Oh, Lori and Brenda. They yes. kicked our butt. They did. They were very good. Do you have the same partner every no, week? No, they partner. We switch every week, so you don't get any, you know, and then you switch what How number How come you, you don't have, like, a... Because we are just, I don't know, we yeah. are there for fun yeah. and mixing the joy around to different players. Mm-hmm. And maybe someone said I refuse to play with them every week. Oh, well. I don't know, but I... I Was that you? Was that someone you? I, I don't know. Yeah. At one point, I hit two double faults in a row and I was so panicked that I had to do kind of a comedy sketch about someone else who had thrown up the ball funny and I just had to stop the play. Because yeah. I was just like, oh, help me, help me. Yeah. But, you know, Did you, you play, can go out and start playing at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> what, Danny? Do you play right-handed tennis? Or? I do. You, okay. I, I do. You're, you're right-left-handed, but you play tennis. Yes. Okay. Have you ever played with a lefty on your team? I have played. I've had to learn how to play left-handed when my arm was out of commission. Okay. It's Yeah, I play against lefties. Listen, it didn't matter. These women were so hot at the net, they could hit it if it was in the air, on the ground, oh, near them, far away. Somebody's I hot couldn't at get the net. anything over them. <laughs> I'm just like, you girls are good. So what was it, like well, six nothing, six nothing? Or six, did you- two, six, two. Oh. Two, six, two, six. But the, one of the women was a psychologist, and she said she used to berate herself about serving. And she said, I cannot tell you how much I believe in the power of positive words, and they're coming to life. And so she just said, my serve is improving. My serve is improving. So every time you throw it up, instead of, I suck, it's going right. to be a double fault. It's going to be a double fault. Because you kind of get it. It gets in your mind. And my yes. serve is improving. My serve is improving. I'm going to try that at bowling. My bowling's improving. Mm-hmm. Because you kind of get so panicked because you're off. Well, you talk yourself yeah. into doing... So I thought that was a good little lesson. Positive affirmations everywhere work. All right. That was my my lesson for today. And the joyful large snowflakes that woke me up this morning. Oh, it it wasn't snowing here. It was in Woodbury. And it was just, it was cozy. I had the Christmas lights on and these big snowflakes. And I thought, this would be a good day to go skiing at Afton. I mean, there's a lot of snow here. Oh, there is. Uh Uh-huh. They're skiing like crazy up in Duluth. Oh, I bet. Because they got so dumped out. They got so dumped. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's so unbelievable. Okay, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Oh, we love our boy bands. Yeah, we Everybody. do. Um, okay, so I kind of had wanted at one point to do... To do this story for a vintage scandal because it's just like such a huge um, scandalous story. Lou Pearlman yes. is the guy who started Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. And he defrauded those uh, bands. And then he also was involved in a $300 million Ponzi scheme. Yes, so he was. This is... Um, from GMA, how Lou got into the boy band business. He was the man behind some of the biggest boy bands ever, including two of the biggest juggernauts of all time, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. The strangest part of the whole boy band world is that the two huge boy bands, 
were created by this great big dude from Queens who made his money from blimps. In the early 90s, Lou Pearlman was running a blimp business when he decided to wade into the boy band business after seeing the hottest act at the time, New Kids on the Block. I was invited to come down to one of the shows. All the screaming. I was like, my God, what's going on here? And these girls playing these t-shirts and hats and chains and posters. I was like, man, this is exciting. I mean, not to mention, okay, there's a tinkle to the cash register, no question about it. Unbelievable. With a keen eye for casting, Perlman launched Backstreet Boys and later in sync. Both groups skyrocketing into the pop music stratosphere. The money started rolling in for Perlman. But for the bands, something didn't add up. So Lance Bass is produced produced this uh, documentary, okay. the boy band con, the Lou Pearlman story, and he died in a federal corrections prison yes. in Florida. He was sentenced to twenty five years in prison, and he died three years ago in that prison. Here's Lance talking about not having any money. I was in the biggest band in the world and selling millions of records, and someone's making millions and millions, but. I can't even afford my apartment in Orlando. I couldn't even get a car. Backstreet's out there bringing in millions and millions of dollars, and then they find out that Lou has taken $10 million for himself and left 300000 for them to split amongst themselves. They said they began to feel like indentured servants. They all wound up in highly publicized legal battles. When we wanted to renegotiate, it was just a hard no. That's when Lou changed from Jolly Lou to here's business Lou. Lou sued us for our name. He was the sixth member of the group and he owned the name NSYNC. So he took our name so we could never use it. And that's why we ended up in court. Suing mm-hmm. him because of course all young nobody read the fine print right. in the t- probably 32 page contract right. or something. Um, and then uh, play the next one we're talking about Lou Pearlman's investment empire. And it wasn't just music where he was raking in the cash. At the same time, Pearlman was luring investors into what he claimed was an empire under a brand he called Transcontinental. Transcontinental companies is a conglomerate. And what we have, for example, is Transcontinental Airlines, Transcontinental Foods, Transcontinental Entertainment. But U.S. Attorney Roger Hanberg says it was all part of a big fraud. Transcon was a con all the way through. Transcon Airlines had no airplanes, had no employees, had no revenues, had no contracts with airlines. In the documentary The Boy Band Con, the Lou Pearlman story, produced by Lance Bass of NSYNC, Pearlman's childhood friend shows how Pearlman was able to perpetrate a con by using a Model 747, a real airport, and some deceptive photography. We never, ever flew on a transcontinental. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Airplane. We would fly to different places over in Europe, and we'd always be on these Delta flights, you know, in coach. And I always thought it was weird that someone that was in the airline industry couldn't help us out a little bit getting to places. Okay, and so he was inspired when New Kids on the Block came out and they were so successful. So he did like a a talent search and then he got these five guys formed Backstreet Boys, then he did the same thing, same model, and created NSYNC. Yep. Here's the last one. Authorities believed Lou Pearlman had engineered a massive Ponzi scheme and went after him. About eight days after I opened up our investigation, Lou Pearlman fled the country. $100 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did they find him again? How did they find him? Uh, well, who, who knows? He went to court in 2006. He settled out of court the individual cases brought by um, the two bands. And there were some other artists. But then in, he settled with them. And then he was charged with money laundering. The feds uh, went after him. And then by 2007... They found that this Transcontinental Records was just this massive fraud. They took possession of it, and um, he was, you know, sent. He stood, you know, trial, and mm-hmm. then sentenced to twenty five years. And uh, he died at the age of sixty two. He had a heart attack in prison. Mm-hmm. It's. It's. I. I think this came out yeah. in April, and I watched this. Yeah. Documentary. Um. It's. It's good. I mean, because I was always obsessed with. I mean, I remember because we were huge Backstreet Boy and In Sync people, and we were into them. So I remember watching all this. It's interesting. Um. It's on twenty twenty is tonight. Is oh, why it GMA is. they okay. did a little bit further thing, and okay. so they had had people like Lance Bass speaking. On the record, even though he'd spoken on the record in this documentary, but uh, it's a 2020 special, which is why ABC had it on. So, so that's that. I know. How about that? That he was the sixth member of the band of well, each of the bands. It, it, that's kind of well. It it just <sighs> singers sign amazing contracts, and I was just thinking of you know my kids are starting their careers, so I'm like, send me your contract. I want to see, make sure there's nothing in it because you know we. Some, when you're young and you just sign away, you don't know what you're signing. Who has a contract for work? Well, all companies give you a contract, you know, with your vacation oh, and I other see, things I like see. that. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like the offer sort of thing. And I'm just yeah. like, let's make sure there's, it's good and, you Ask know. Ask for more vacation. I totally said that. And did they? He gets a lot. Yeah. It's a good deal. Yeah. I'm, pre- I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. So um, that was my first thing. Mom. Not everyone wants as much vacation as you. And I said, you'll want it. You'll want it. You'll want it, You'll honey. want it to recharge, uh-huh. regroup. Yeah, I agree. Re-energize. Yes. And it's the one easy thing that you can do. Yes. You know, that uh, you can get. It is. Lori. Yeah. Uh, the zipper just called me on the hotline. Oh, What's the zipper? And he, and he said uh, he's listening, so please don't tell any stories about him. Well, we already oh. talked about you. Yeah, we already oh, okay. talked all about you. Uh, and the zipper. fabulous trip you took everyone on, Zipper, and how delighted they were. You just wonder, wanted to wonder what he was doing down here. I don't Must know. I can only understand every third word. Oh, I know. Oh. Okay, that's so good. <laughs> that is time. Breaker, breaker. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> 
All right, listen, when we come back, it was the Billboard Women in Music last night, and uh, it, it was also it's also Taylor Swift's 30th birthday, and she burned Hudebron like you wouldn't believe. We'll play that when we come back. What's happening on the roads? There's a lot happening on the roads. We had some midday snow, and now it's affecting your afternoon commute. Going to start, uh, let us start in Invergrove Heights. 52 southbound, a crash from Concord Boulevard to Highway 55. In Burnsville, 35 east southbound, a crash from the 35 split to County Road 42. 94 westbound, a spun-out vehicle from McKnight Road to Highway 120. Roseville, 36 eastbound, watch out for a crash. Right around 35W to Snelling Avenue. And uh, Highway 47 northbound, a crash from 610 to Highway 10 in Spring Lake Park and near Robbinsdale, 94 eastbound. A stalled vehicle blocking a lane from Lowry Avenue to West Broadway Avenue. Your 5 Eyewitness News weather forecast. Cloudy the rest of the day, 19 your high. Cloudy 11 tonight and partly cloudy in 14 tomorrow. Right now at the My Talk Studios, it's cloudy in 17. Did you miss Julia's random thoughts? You can always find it on the podcast. Download or stream My Talk shows wherever you find your podcasts or at My Talk Keyword Podcast. And I've always been a go-getter. There's truth in every word I write. But still the growing pains, growing pains are keeping me up at night. Try to mend what's left of my content and comprehension as I take on the stress of the mess that I've made. Don't know if I even care for... Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us and Friday. We're really happy it's Friday. Yes. And Donnie, yeah. we're gonna... Harry Styles' new album came out today. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have you play um, two songs, okay? Just oh. to sample them. Watermelon Sugar's out, Adore's out, but there's a new song called Golden... Golden. Should we try that one? Uh, okay, I gotta get it. All right, okay, you try that I mean, one. Roger Freeman said uh, Harry Styles has been li- listening to '70s rock based on uh, what he heard on the album. He's yeah. like he's really. Um, I'm sure the Harrys, which I don't know if that's what the Harry Styles people call themselves, the Harrys. Well, we have we have the going, biggest fan here going crazy. Um, but um, anyway, he's. Uh, Rolling Stone said he's a rock god and a gentleman on Fine Line. And Pitchfork gave it a good review. And mm-hmm. everybody is pretty much calling it 70s retro rock, the sound. He so. feels like he's a 70s guy. He totally, like Mick Jagger, you know, yeah. like back in the day. Yeah, here we go. Do we have it? I do have it. Okay. Here is Golden. tuning going on and different things going on because like the other night when he sang when he was hosting um james corden Mm -hmm. maybe this is the song that he sang i i just like him yeah i just want to get the album so we can see him naked (laughs) didn't he promise to be naked on the album naked on the vinyl cover that's why i said i want to get the album album just to get the record player then 
Who cares? I'll just get the L1 no, and Freeman. Yeah, she doesn't need to <laughs> play the record. I don't need the record. <laughs> no. I thought that this was kind of cool. So they came out um, with the most watched videos of the decade on YouTube. MTV has nothing to do with these things anymore. Right. Um, Everyone watches it on YouTube, oh. right? I Everyone guess. watches it. But Lori, coming of the decade, coming in at number five, Psy Gangnam. Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. And Donnie, very good. Very, very good. So it's going from um, 10 to 1. It was Thinking Out Loud at Jiren. I've never seen it. Counting Stars. Woman. Yeah, you have. It's where they're, the, they're dancing around. He's dancing in the studio. You ha- okay, yeah. You, you had to have seen it. It was just, it was very, you know. Like, I've never seen Sugar. Maroon 5 is number 7. War, Katy Perry, I saw that one. Yeah. Um, sorry, Justin Bieber, I never saw that. Gangnam Style, we have seen and seen and loved and saw. Uptown Funk with Mark Robson. Right. We saw that. See You Again, Wiz Khalif, never saw. That's sh- the Charlie Puth song. But does that mean I've seen it? I still haven't seen it. Uh, I bet you I bet you saw it. I don't watch videos. Really? I don't. Right. Um, and then Shape of You, Ed Sheeran. And- oh, maybe that's the one I'm thinking where he's dancing. With the you got me, Lori. You don't watch me. I, 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 I don't watch him. But Despacito or whatever, Louis Fonzi, we like that one. Mm. I saw that video. Yeah, that was that came in at number one. Wow, I know. Well, it. see, now they have they have to do all this stuff at the end of the decade. We Lori, are flipping, we're getting lists. I wanted like we're flipping over a decade to the twenties. Yeah. To the ventes. Yeah. What are we going to call the twenties? Just the twenties. We finally get to the call 20s. something by the real name. Yeah. The 20s. How weird. 2020. Well, anyway, well, th- those are out. There's lists, lists up the wazoo. I kind of li- like uh-huh. it. Um, so you were talking about Taylor Swift. Yes. So t- it was the Billboard uh, Women in Music event last night. Uh, Donnie has posted the photos from the red carpet. And uh, she took the stage. She was the woman of the year. And remember when she took the stage at the AMA, she only slightly dragged Scooter Braun. She didn't even say his name. Well, she... F- dragged him the man who bought her music that's right called him out by name at the women in music 2019 event last night and um i mean whoa she went there she gave a 15 minute long acceptance speech about her career and um she said after she won album of the year at the grammys for fearless in 2010 she uh of course, you know, when you win something, she had all this criticism and hate, so she, then she just kind of did a little thing about how after every album, oh, you write too many songs about boys, you do too many right. breaks. She kind of went through this thing, and then um, uh, she went there, and Jam- Jamil, Jamila Jamil presented to yes, her, okay. and uh, so here she is. Accepting Billboard's Woman of the Decade award overnight, Taylor Swift taking aim at the men she says she's faced down over the last 10 years of her meteoric rise to fame. And as she railed against investment groups buying up artists' catalogs, she called out Scooter Braun by name for his role in buying the rights to a decade worth of her hit songs. Of course, Scooter never contacted me or my team to discuss it prior to the sale or even when it was announced. I'm fairly certain he knew exactly how I would feel about it, though. And calling out other singers and industry professionals who came to Braun's defense in the wake of the controversy. And let me just say that the definition of the toxic male privilege in our industry is people saying, but he's always been nice to me. 
when I'm raising valid concerns about artists and their rights to own their music. And of course he's nice to you. If you're in this room, you have something he needs. Braun claims he Whoa. has checked in with Swift and even offered to work with her on the rights to her music, posting on Instagram that his attempts to have an open discussion have all been rejected. Now, Swift says she's focused on her future and the future of young women just starting out in the business. Somewhere right now, your future woman of the year is probably sitting in a piano lesson or in a girls' choir. And today, right now, we need to take care of her. One of those young women, this year's Woman of the Year, Billie Eilish, who at just 17 years old unseats Taylor Swift as the youngest artist ever to receive the honor. And, oh, yeah. and Billie Eilish, um, I mean, if, I guess for people that were in the room, you know, it was kind of like people were like not sure, you know, how much that they should applaud. But afterwards, people that were there on Twitter that they were like, yay. And also uh, she... Taylor Swift gave a shout out to uh, Lana Del Rey, who she said is one of the most influential artists in pop music. She acknowledged other female artists um, that were in the room and they might be struggling with people telling you, you should write about this or you should be this way. And then she went on to say, OK, you know, they told me, oh, I'm dating too much in my 20s. OK, I'll stop. My album read, too many breakup songs, okay, I'll stop, I'll do an album about moving to New York. Now they're saying, oh, you're sharing too much about your friends, and so then she's like, okay, then here's an album called Reputation, because um, everyone keeps saying I'm this calculated manipulator, so she kind of went album by album and it's she's so like whatever it, it doesn't matter because you'll always be criticized it's so interesting because i'm even thinking of bruce springsteen's western stars his album that came out like last spring mm-hmm. and how it's gritty it's got a 70s sound and feel he's melodic it's kind of reminds you of so and so but there's not one thing and if you think of any male group there is not one thing one diss there there never is. And right. I, you just kind of got to think like Harry Styles. He's got the 70s feeling vibe. Right. There's nothing about, oh, this, he was, was in a, a sad spot in his yeah. life. There's a lot of, he's written over his pain. You know, you don't hear that. And so I, I sometimes you just tune it out and you're not, we've been so, this has been our life. So you're yeah. not used to even catching it as off i appreciate her uh, honesty and speaking about it because i wouldn't even think of this right because it's just like well there you know she's bitchy or boy she's pmsing today or something like that and if a guy is crabby he's just he's an asshole yeah and then they just get a free pass kind of thing it's weird yeah so So, she she didn't bring him up until like 10 minutes into it she kind of were very long speeches i understood Uh, yeah well it was 15 minutes and then uh you know uh and and it is your oh but he's always been nice to me so i don't have it and that was a that was a slam towards like justin bieber demi lovato and you know some other people and then she said you know she'll never forget the woman who supported her and um she, you know, her main issue is that she doesn't like that someone bought her music without asking her first. And and they keep saying, well, we, you knew we were going to buy it and we gave you the chance to buy it first. Yeah. So yeah. it's he said, she says, but yeah. Well, they said it was her dad that turned down the offer. I think that's what Scooter Braun is saying. Right. Your dad, we made the offer to your dad. He said, turned it out. Oh, I don't know. I we don't, posted don't. The, the fashions from the Billboard Music and Women's Red Carpet last night. Mm-hmm. I would say they are 
all over the board. <laughs> Billie well, Eilish yeah. looks like uh, the gal who would go on a safari with a docking station, three iPads, a, di- a phone, and a, a and a camera while delivering <laughs> Amazon boxes because she's got enough pockets for him. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's quite an outfit. I mean, she could literally have a bamboo charging yeah, really. station she somewhere. Probably, yeah. Wow. If you take a close look at Billie Eilish, she's so. Let me know here. if I'm off on this. Okay. She looks like she could be Cat Perkins' younger sister. That's pretty interesting, Donnie. You I'm looking at her with the sunglasses right now. Oh, I, I, you don't and see I, it, huh? I, well, I only have her with sunglasses in front of me, but oh, I think okay. it's kind of interesting. I will All look. Right. Boy, these people. Yeah. It's a funny look. I feel like if Prince were alive, he would have uh, he would have reached out to Taylor Swift and just shared with her his whole experience with mm-hmm. Warner. Get it, girl. Warner Brothers mm-hmm. music. Yeah. Yep. All right. Listen. Uh, when we come back, it's a chef surprise. Sex Monday. You can always find it on the podcast. Download or stream my talk shows wherever you find your podcasts, or at my talk keyword podcast. Clarkson, I wonder what she's singing today. Um, okay, so tonight I'm going to see Six at the Ordway, S-I-X, and it's this play that um, was all over the UK, and then it's coming here. Um, it is here. It is here, <laughs> and it's here through the 22nd, I believe, at the Ordway, and then it's going to go to Broadway. And it is about, it's the wives of Henry VIII, Joining forces, electrifying pop concert spectacle, kind of shining a spotlight on their stories and how they're. And so, can you, th- you know, Anne Berlin, um, Catherine of Aragon, Catherine of Aragon the first one. Um, I can't get yeah, it. <laughs> it's hard to remember them all. The, I know. The one from Germany, was, Anne of Cleves. Anne of Cleves. Anne of a, Cleves. There was a Jane in there somewhere. There was. Okay, Catherine yeah. of Aragon, Anne Berlin, Jane Seymour. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, and then there's um, Anna Cleves, Catherine Howard, and Catherine Parr. Yes. So it's it's supposed to be, but I just have a little bit of the audio, and I and I was thinking it was kind of like Hamilton because it's kind of like a uh, I don't know if it's a rap musical, but listen to this. It's okay. kind of the very first song. Listen up, let me tell you a story, a story that you think you've heard before. Glories and the disgraces. I'm done, cause all this time I've been just one word in a stupid rap. So I picked up a pen and a microphone. History's about to get overthrown. Divorced, beheaded, died. Divorced, beheaded, survived. Think of how they all died. But just for you tonight, we're divorced, beheaded, blind. I kind of think this is a fun idea, you know, kind of playing off Hamilton, and people really liked it, and it's my time, Link. 80 80 minutes, Lori. Oh, that's perfect. It was first presented by Cambridge University students at the Edinburgh uh, Fringe Festival in 2017. And so it's kind of just grown. Well, then it went off West End in the UK, then it was a UK tour, then it was on the West End 
last winter and then it's on, you know on the on its road to you know being here in North America so obviously this is the preview here before it goes well, to Broadway. Well it was in yes. Chicago too. It was. And so and then they just say in Broadway in 2020 so it's a good opportunity so I will let you know but I'm very I was listening to the music today trying to get excited and yeah. get in the mood because like before we saw Hamilton I'm like I got to I love well I loved it. Yeah. So it's kind of a fun way to retell story history. I'm telling you that Henry VIII has really got he his he life busy. really inspired oh, a lot fascinating. of shows. Yeah. He, I mean, I think of how much we loved the Tudors, right? And that was you know all about him, all about him. And I mean, he was a busy dude. The Spanish <laughs> princess on Stars, yeah, Catherine of Aragon. Good. I mean, how long did Henry VIII live? Well, his last wife, Catherine Parr, she did outlive him. And remember, he got the, the leg infection. We yeah. see that in the Tudors and how he he was so stinky. Oh, yes. Um, like that he really smelled. Yes. He was 56. Yeah. I, I, That's I, a long time back in the day. Uh, yeah. It kind of was. Because yeah. it was 1491 to 1547. Right. Oh, my gosh. what Those were busy years. And I feel like he had, like, syphilis or something, too. He was so... Here. Okay, here's five facts Mm -hmm. about Henry VIII. Um, Let's see. He was slim and athletic most of his life. Right. Very Um, handsome. Okay, he was um, a tidy eater. Um, Like, he... Whoa, I don't even know what that means. He was a bit of a prude. He had a reputation for a ladies' man, but he only fathered, you know, he kept several mistresses and fathered only one child by them. Um, behind closed doors, he was no Lothario. When he finally persuaded Amber Lynn to become his mistress in body as well as in name, he was shocked by the sexual knowledge she seemed to possess mm-hmm. and later confided that he believed she had been no virgin. What else do we know about him? Nothing else. He sent more men and women to their deaths than any other monarch. Yeah. Wow. Well, Rain, you know, that show on the CW, that was... Oh, Lori, these are all your shows. All my shows. (laughs) I love all these damn shows. I watched a second of one of those, but you are all... I just remember when The Other Berlin Book came out. The Other Berlin Girl. The Other Berlin Girl. I mean, that was everything. Henry Philippi. Philippia Gregory. Philippia Gregory. Gregory, yes. Yes. She wrote that. And if his, his slightly older brother hadn't died young... He probably would have never become king. Right. 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 So I, that's going to, I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah. All right. So we have um, another treat Rob Lowe tickets. He's going to be at Mystic Lake in April. April. Mm-hmm. April. So um, for two tickets to Rob Lowe, be the eighth caller on My Talk 1071 right now, 651 641 1071. And we'll hear from you. All right. Other, let's, let's keep it to the music. All right. Theme. Tom Petty's family has settled their legal battle over the estate. According to legal documents, his widow and his daughters have settled their issues and mm-hmm. dropped the lawsuit against each other, which is always good. When the family isn't fighting with each other. Yeah. They were locked in a nasty battle. She claimed that the two daughters were attacking members of Tom's group mm-hmm. um, and refusing to help the singer's unreleased tracks get put out. But apparently all has come. Everyone's had to come to 
Jesus, and they're all... Uh, Wait, well, it was uh, it was ugly. It was really ugly, Laurie. I mean, Tom's daughter, like, went on uh, on Instagram and... Remember? And was, like, likened to what was happening to her, uh, to rape, which we always hate when people do yes, that. Yes, we do. Well, rape is only rape. And, yep. But she said, you know, my family's being disparaged, my dad is being disgraced, I'm surrounded by selfish, unreliable drug addicts. She was talking about um, her stepmom. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, um, anyway, so I don't know who's going to run the music. He left it in his will to his wife and not the daughters. Not remember, having remember any that, say. Remember so. that? But I thought it was a third, a third, and a third or something. No, you're probably right. I can't remember. But Chris Cornell, his his wife, Yeah. I can't remember the band he was in. Soundgarden. Soundgarden. She's having problems with the band. About right releasing now. music. Yeah. Yes. So that, boy. And these people had wills, I think. Yes, they did. So, think- Donnie, do we have a winner? Well, I uh, was in the midst of talking to Wendy, and her phone went dead. So, was she uh, the eighth caller? She was. So, uh, Wendy, she we, had, we had a bad connection. Wendy, I need you to call me back and uh, get a better sound. I would connection. call in and pretend I'm Wendy. <laughs> well, don't suggest. Don't well, no one can do that because you have to show an ID when you get the tickets. <laughs> well, you do. You do. So I'm sure Wendy will call back. We'll All right. Situation. All right. And just keeping it to music, Mariah Carey, Donnie posted uh, a little snippet from her new Amazon documentary, um, which we watch it. Yeah, I will. I want to mm-hmm. look and see what they say about it, though. Um, um, she always wanted Christmas to be perfect. I would watch. I would this totally watch this. Um, yeah. She has an emotional connection to Christmas, she says, and she always goes to Aspen, and she's always all that and all the clothes and yeah, everything. Right. And mm-hmm. I think, um, wow, she, here's what she explains, how she was approached by a record company after she released her first two albums to record a Christmas album, which she felt was a bit early in her career. The initial initial idea was to cover some classics, according to um this person, but Carrie wanted to write original holiday songs, which most of the team thought sounded like madness. Mariah, of course, went out, being her tenacious self, and there is the rest is history. Twenty-five years later, last Christmas. Christmas. There you go. Classic Christmas song. It is. Classic. It's, it is. I think I'll watch this, Lori. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. All right. So when we come back, we're going to play Shazam. We always do so well. The people driving in the cars will probably win, but that's okay. And we've got Bombshell. This holiday, whether you're making a Fred Meyer Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Fred Meyer has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup. So you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. 